Time Now for Almost Famous, featuring local music and independent musicians from the South Shore, Boston, and New England. On 95.9 WATD. Hello, good evening, welcome. I'm John Shea. Almost Famous is brought to you each week by Tiny and Sons Glass. Now, if you're a local band or musician with original music you'd like to hear on the radio, reach out, find the contact information on the Almost Famous page at 959WATD.com. Follow me tonight on Facebook and Instagram at Almost Famous Radio. And there's a podcast you can subscribe to. Simply search Almost Famous WATD on your favorite podcast app or head over to almostfamousradio.com. So I hope you had a fantastic holiday, maybe with friends and family. The year is coming to a close, and that means it's time tonight for the best of 2022. Taking a look back at the last 12 months on the WATD Tiny Stage, and there have been some fantastic interviews and in-studio performances this year. Obviously, we can't get to all of them tonight, but they are all available as podcasts on the Almost Famous podcast page. So these are some of my favorite interviews, and we get things started with an interview that took place back on June 28th. Tonight, we are being joined by, oh yeah, guys, how you doing? We are great. Excellent, excellent. Thank you for having us. My pleasure. So give another round of who's in studio tonight. My name is Ryan McDonald. And I'm Shaq. And that's Shaq over there. Not McDonald. No. no. Shaq Druyan. Let's go back to songwriting for a second. How does songwriting work in the band? How do you guys compose the music together? It's very together. I would say it's super, super together. A lot of the times it's one of us having an idea. That's just a small idea to start with. Mm -hmm. And then um, we have the studio that we get to use a lot in the writing process. In my mom and dad's basement. Yeah, which is super, super (laughs) Thanks, mom. Thanks, dad. Love you. (laughs) We usually flush something out down there. It'll start with like a hook of some sort, and then we kind of just start putting the pieces together. Yeah, we're very puzzle oriented. Yeah. Well, let's do another "Oh Yeah" song. What are we listening to next? Oh yeah, we are going to do the, <laughs> we are going to do the song that kicked off our career, <laughs> and it's called "Out of My Mind." It's actually where we got our name. Was that intentional, or did that kind of just happen uh, organically? I had that riff, and I. Uh, had that little hook part at the beginning that I thought was going to be the chorus. And this was like, I guess, the first song that Shaq and I really linked up on because it kind of had like a nice flavor that Shaq was into. And he suggested that we open up the chorus and that there was somewhere to go with it. And then I guess we did. And he was just like, you know, we really just kind of played the chords and I didn't have a chorus, but he was like, you know, just freestyle something. (laughs) And uh, I did. And uh, the first thing I said was, oh, yeah. Just kind of the, the rest, rest, the re- rest came out, and then yeah. when we finished it, we were looking for a band name. I think we went through some ridiculous band name ideas. Yeah. Oh yeah, we had Dude Bangs for a while. <laughs> yeah, Dude Bangs. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had, we took this picture for whatever reason yeah. of me with like my hair all the yeah. way down in front of my face, and so Dude Bangs. Oh, wow, Dude Bangs was gonna be it. <laughs> um, tough, tough one. And then uh, that one just for a lot of reasons fell to the wayside, <laughs> and then the the idea of we just kept laughing at the idea of calling ourselves. Oh yeah. And it was definitely a joke, but then it was less of a joke than dude bangs. Yes. So we, we went with that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm a little bit crazy, but I don't mind if you don't mind, baby. Oh, yeah, I'm a little bit crazy, but I don't mind if you don't mind. My mind's drawn out, a few odd thoughts, big and stout, but my wires seem to stay crossed. I like my crazy tall and waving high, not faking small and waiting shy to come out at the end. That's the place I've been. Oh yeah, I'm a 
bit out of my mind, girl Oh yeah, it didn't take much time for you Oh yeah, I'm a bit out of my mind, girl But I don't mind if you don't I don't mind if you don't Oh yeah, I'm a little bit crazy But I don't mind if you don't mind, baby Oh yeah, I'm a little bit crazy But I don't mind if you don't mind My mind's hanging low And I keep my thoughts need to know But you got me up to your life Hey girl, don't you know that I can't do my thinking slow And outside's just where I fit in Is that a place you've been? Oh yeah, I'm a bit out of my mind, girl Oh yeah, it didn't take much time for you Oh yeah, I'm a bit out of my mind, girl But I don't mind if you don't No, I don't mind if you don't If you don't, no, I don't mind if you don't And I'm sorry that it may be New each time you come home to me I'm sorry that it may be New each time you come home to me Home to me Oh yeah, I'm a little bit crazy, but I don't mind if you don't mind, baby. Oh yeah, I'm a little bit crazy, but Oh yeah, I'm a bit out of my mind, girl. Oh yeah, it didn't take much time for you. Oh yeah, I'm a bit out of my mind, girl. But I don't mind if you don't. No, I don't mind if you don't. A bit out of my mind, girl Oh yeah, it didn't take much time for you Oh yeah, I'm a bit out of my mind, girl But I don't mind if you don't No, I don't mind if you don't anymore Got music? Send it to John at 959WATD.com My name is Amber Cassidy I'm a singer-songwriter from Boston You can follow me on Instagram or TikTok at Amber Cassidy. How do you continue to keep your musical ideas current? I love listening to like singer-songwriters. That kind of genre paints a picture, like I said. And like TikTok too, honestly, there's a lot of talented musicians on there and collaborating with people. I think like every once in a while, something like that comes along and just totally turns the music world on its head. And you've got all these like purists from the yeah. old school who are saying that that's not the way it's supposed to be done. But yet all these artists are continuing to get signed. And yeah. some of them are writing like the biggest songs mm-hmm. of all time just are being discovered through TikTok. So yeah, like everywhere you go on TikTok, there you like tell musicians to keep posting on TikTok. And that's kind of how you get out there right now. Let's keep on going with your music. What are we listening to next? This next song is called Feel This Way. I wrote it, honestly, almost a year ago. I was kind of going through a, we'll say, breakup. And I don't know, this is kind of like just how I kind of helped myself process it. I was just like, let me just write down everything that I'm thinking and put into song. <laughs> okay, so I, I love this question, especially for moments like this. Yeah. When you write a song about somebody, do you tell mm-hmm. them it's about them? <laughs> No. 
<laughs> but I don't know. I haven't had someone like. Actually, I have had somebody come up to me and be like, "Is this song about me?" But and was it? Yeah, <laughs> like this song. Once this person hears this song, they're gonna know it's about them. Didn't think that I would feel this way. I thought that I'd get over it. You're asking me if you can. Can handle it. Wondering if this should be the last goodbye, but I don't know where I can hide these feelings I still have for you. Even forever won't be enough time. I guess it's really time for me to start over. What do you expect? Wanting you to be the one. You're not like the rest in my eyes. But I don't know why I still feel this way. You're making me feel this way. Is there a way that I can talk to you now? I wish that I had left it alone. What made me want to try it? Don't know how I can have you in my life. It's so much harder than I was expecting. So many unspoken thoughts in my head. I'm trying so. Do you expect wanting you to be the one? You're not like the rest in my eyes, but I don't know why I still feel this way. You're making me feel this way. Funny how I knew. Me 
Amber Cassidy recorded live on the tiny stage back on March 29th. Amber Cassidy is originally from Boston. She moved to Nashville this year and started attending classes at Belmont University. I'm John Shea. This is Almost Famous, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. It's the best of 2022 tonight, and right now we go back to July 19th when a nominee for the 2019 Boston Music Awards Singer-Songwriter category joined us on the tiny stage, who would later go on to be nominated again for the year 2022. So I'm Jill McCracken. I'm a retro soul singer and songwriter based in Boston. In the time that I've been doing this radio show, it started off very male-dominated in the music community, and now it seems like there's more female musicians in the Boston music community than there are male musicians currently active right now. (laughs) Being a strong woman in the Boston music community, talk about that journey. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Music has always been like a boys club. I still feel like it is. There are a lot more non-male, like, fronted acts these days, which I love. I would say I'm still surrounded by men all the time (laughs) because, like, I don't know, dudes and bands and the sound guy at the bar and stuff like that. Not that I don't love boys, I sure do, (laughs) but it's it's really great to have more women and trans and non-binary people in the music community these days because, I mean, there are lots of different voices out there. (laughs) We all have something different to say. Absolutely. If there is an aspiring female songwriter listening right now, what advice would you give them? Mm, You know, don't be afraid to be soft if you're soft. And if you're not soft, don't be afraid to be not soft. Just be who you are (laughs) and do your thing and stay true to yourself. And how about a female musician's advice to a male musician? (laughs) How much time do we have, John? Oh, all the time you need. (laughs) Just kidding. Just be aware if you are possibly dominating a space (laughs) or are you making room for other voices in in the conversation? Well, let's do some more of your music. What are we listening to next? Sure. Let's do another song from the album. It's called Do You. I think I wrote that song on an airplane, (laughs) on like a plain napkin. Just a classic, I like you more than you like me. Several years later, I still think about you. Do I come up in your therapy sessions or is that just the other way around? (laughs) That type of thing. Based on truth? Oh, yeah. Any of my songs are based only on my truth. You were all doing, I met you from what I could gauge. And many moons have come and gone.
Almost Famous. Don't miss an episode. Check out the podcast at almostfamousradio.com. We are on the tiny stage being joined by Black Top Strut. How are you guys doing? Great. How are you doing? Thanks for having us. My pleasure. I have to ask, where did the band name come from? I think I had a list of words that I liked, and I said yeah. the word Black Top. We were like, Black Top like Stuck. And then, yeah. and then you guys were like, we need, something needs to come after it. We're all good looking people, so we need something that sounds <laughs> just as good as we look. Go. I all like right? it. Black Top Strut is that. When is a song ready? When is it ready to be recorded, ready to be played live? How do you know when that time has come? Oh, I feel like it, it's like it's like rough drafts of every song, you know. We wrote a little jam, and then we're going to go try it out, so it's like a rough draft. We're trying it out live, seeing how it goes. We have a basic structure down, but I feel like a song's never really done. Right. I don't know, you know what I mean? No, yeah. never, is, never is. Never is. For us, at least. Maybe, definitely for other people. Live, yeah. Better every day, yeah. yeah. That's the thing about being in a band. You have to put your material out there that's not finished yet, but in, you got to practice it in front of people. You got a new song going, but it's not finished yet, but you have to play it in front of people to get it. Yeah, yeah. That, I feel like that and, actually and helps that, shape that's it. That's what like live feedback is. Yeah. Instant feedback. Yeah. Does it work? Does it not work? And you play off of whatever the crowd's giving you. To. Like with Run, for example, like this is one of the first songs we all wrote together actually. It's my mother's favorite. Yeah, my mother's yeah. too. When you look out in the crowd and you see every face is turning towards the stage and it's something that you wrote, it's a really cool feeling and that's when you go, "Ooh, all right, we got something."
That was actually the very first interview recorded on the tiny stage this year. Black Top Strut, they joined us back on January 4th. I'm John Shea. This is the best of Almost Famous Tonight, 95.9 WATD. Taking a look back at the year 2022 and some great in-studio performances and interviews that took place on the tiny stage. And right now, the band that just won Country Act of the Year at the Boston Music Awards a few weeks ago. They joined us on the Tiny Stage back on April 5th. We're being joined tonight on the Tiny Stage by Dalton and the Sheriffs. What's up, guys? My name's Jake, and I play drums. I'm Dennis. I play bass. Jay, I play guitar. I'm Scully. I sing. I'm Ryan. I play guitar. Before we get too much further, how did this incarnation of Dalton and the Sheriffs happen? How did this lineup become what it is today? We tried to focus on not changing during the pandemic and doing the things that we would normally try and do, like helping people out when we can and stuff like that. And I really think that some of the things we were able to be a part of during that time elevated our trajectory. I mean, prior to the pandemic, I think we'd only ever sold 1,200 tickets. And then in the middle of the August, when there were still restrictions in place, we played the pavilion outdoors and it must have been 4,000 people there. So yeah, it's... Uh, surprisingly played like the three biggest shows of our lives in the past year. Exactly. <laughs> Just, <laughs> that's about it. So it's like, I really believe it's this group and I'm not dumb enough to think that this kind of stuff lasts forever. So we're just enjoying the heck out of it right now as a group. And, riding the wave. Riding the wave. <laughs> it's, it, we're very, very lucky. The band name, how did that happen? Just pure mistake, almost. <laughs> um, originally, we were the Brian Scully band. I was still teaching at the time, and I walked into my English class of sophomores. We were in the computer lab trying to write essays, and instead they all pressed play on You Ain't Her together at the same time. And that was the end of a, a publicly identifiable band name. I didn't really love Dalton. I thought it was kind of a weird name. And now people think that's my actual name. So it's full circle on that. I actually like it now. I think it's cool. Great name. It works out really well. it's a great name. Yeah. So I have your set list in front of me. And up next is Take My Hand. Talk about this song before we hear it. Yeah, I think this is an old song that my wife and I wrote. I was not much of a songwriter when we wrote it in terms of like, I had no idea when a song would happen. It would just sometimes happen. And this was like late at night, kind of sitting on the bed, just kind of messing around with chords and trying to keep it simple, but also tell a true story. You mentioned writing with your wife. Talk about that partnership. How does that part of the relationship work? We've been writing together since high school, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. She understands how I think. She understands kind of what I'm trying to say sometimes before I do. She's the queen of the second verse in our house. I get her a good first verse, but Kate always knows what to do for second verses and bridges. It's the kind of kids you best forget Until it somehow led to more oh, oh. When she flipped that clattering around In the backseat of my buddies oh, oh, oh. Take my hand, don't let go Keep it steady as she goes no we are gonna let this go take my hand don't let go keep it steady as she goes say yes i said no we are gonna let this go it's the kind of thing you don't forget that night she let me Yes, I 
Dalton and the Sheriffs recorded live on the tiny stage back on April 5th of this year. I'm John Shea. We're taking a look back at some of my favorite moments on the tiny stage for 2022 as this year comes to a close. I hope you had a fantastic Christmas, maybe with friends and family, a lot of good food as well. I have to take a very quick break, but we have a lot more music and interview moments to share with you from this past year right here on 95.9 WATD. It's Almost Famous. Brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. And now, back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. Welcome back to the Almost Famous Year in Review for 2022. I'm John Shea, brought to you each week by Tiny and Sons Glass. This was a fantastic year for us on the WATD Tiny Stage. So many great performances and interview moments. We can't possibly get to all of them, but they are all available to listen to as podcasts. All you have to do is either search Almost Famous WATD on your favorite podcast app or head over to almostfamousradio.com. There's years of Tiny Stage interviews and performances up there as well. Let's continue, though, as we go back to March 15th of 2022, when we were joined in studio by another band nominated this year in the New England Music Awards. And we have a full band for you on the tiny stage tonight. The Freight, how you guys doing? We do awesome. awesome. Very good. Sounds great. Sounding amazing tonight. So do another round of introductions if you would. Right. Hi, I'm John Marinelli. I play percussion. Craig Trigalis, I play keys and sing backups. My name's Adam Tiro. I am guitars and vocals. I'm Steve Anderson. I'm on the bass. Mark Leverin, I play drums. How did you all meet? I've known John the longest, uh, and Greg's a Quincy guy as well. We grew up in Quincy together. About two years ago, a little more maybe now, I through the South Shore Network, I put out a message to the community just to see who was around looking to join an original band project, original rock and roll project, and Mark was the first one to come on. We went out for a drink, talked about the project, talked about the music, and hit it off, and uh, we were off and running from there. And then Stephen came aboard after, I don't know, I'd say maybe a year in, maybe less. Greg around that time as well, and John's been in probably over a year now. Yeah, we've just been getting all our stuff worked up, man, and we're trying to just keep doing our thing, you know? So when you're writing a song, when is it ready? It's different for everybody, man, and I don't fight the process at all. Like, if I'm writing a song, I'm not one to sit there and labor over something. Most of the songs that I've written that have been worthy enough to bring to the band, I write them pretty quick, like half hour. You know, sometimes it's more, you know, and then there's always revisiting it. But to have like the structure and to get the lyrics out, I'm one of those people where I kind of just don't fight it. And if it's there, it's there. And I'd get it and I strike while the iron's hot. I I don't sit and force anything. Let's do some more music. What are we listening to next? This is actually a co-write with the fantastic band, The Elevators. Nick Asta, who's just the man, he's such a good dude. We had been seeing each other in passing recently, and he had this song that he didn't think he was going to really use, and he pitched it to me, and, it, and it's fantastic. He had the chorus written, and I wrote the lyrics, and we arranged it. It's become a favorite really quickly. Yeah, he came and, in the uh, studio with us to re- when we recorded it. Yep. He's been really involved. He's, it's been great. We tracked it with Joe Clapp with Jeff Rosen, and then we were bringing it to Jeff to do all the overdubs and mixing and everything like that. What's it called? Overrated. Been around here for some time. Not to make up my mind And you told me not to fall I didn't listen at all I know things are complicated 
and I'm being your fool. I'm just trying to explain. Aren't you feeling my pain? I know things are complicated. I know you can get frustrated. John Shea on 95.9 WATD. Tonight, we welcome back an old friend who hasn't been here in a number of years, and that's Lexi James. How you doing? Hello, I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Welcome back. Thank you so much. It's so good to be back. The last time you were here was, we were just talking about this, back in May of 2020, and that was through Zoom because there's a little pandemic affecting the world at that time. Tiny, tiny little pandemic that kind of threw a wrench into everybody. Yeah. (laughs) So over the last two years, what's been new in your life? Oh my goodness. I have actually gone back to school. Good for you. Yeah. I'm in college for forensic psychology, splitting my time between school and always continuing to do music because it's definitely my love language. Share with us your website, the socials, anything like that. So my website is LexiJamesMusic.com. My Instagram is at OMG, it's Lexi James. Uh, That's a little inside joke because my brother always sees me and goes, oh my God, it's Lexi James. So I figured I'd make that my Instagram handle. Yeah, you can check out my website, get to all my social media from there, find out about any new shows and new music and get all the inside scoop. Speaking of music, what's out there? You've got some new stuff I hear. Yeah, you can find me on Spotify. All of my music is on there. You can check out all my cool stuff. Talk about your earliest music memories. When did music become part of your life? Oh my gosh. It became really, really important to me when I was probably about 10 or 11 and I developed a stutter and it was kind of my escape. I didn't have to worry about stuttering when I sang. Then it also kind of forced me to face that fear head on because I have to talk on stage and do radio interviews and I can't not talk for the rest of my life. But it's also really saved me and helped me to face a lot of my fears and become a stronger person. How did you overcome the stutter? Because you sound amazing right now. Thank you. Thank you. So there's different types of stutters. There are stutters that are like motor speech problems. They're actual physical issues. But mine's a result of anxiety. I had a lot of anxiety growing up. And as I've overcome a lot of that, the stutter's kind of diminished as I've gotten older. So um, I stutter from time to time. Occasionally, if I have too much caffeine or if I'm really, really tired or if I feel a little bit more anxious, I might stutter here and there. But for the most part, most people don't even know anymore. Let's talk about your songwriting. When did you start actually writing your own lyrics and music? 
I was the kid who always like wrote things down in in journals, and I always loved music, and I was always fascinated with singers and and in that whole world. I wasn't really sure about the songwriting aspect of it. It was kind of a it was kind of confusing to me for a long time. But I think I was probably about fifteen or sixteen when I started really writing songs. But it was a few years later when I started writing songs that I was actually performing, and it's definitely a process. You learn a lot, and I feel like you don't ever stop learning when it comes to songwriting because it can be tricky, but it can be easy. It's kind of an enigma, songwriting in itself. So, what do you want to play next? So, this next song is a song that I wrote with a friend of mine in Nashville. Her name's Melissa Sheridan. I think this was the second song we wrote together, and we wrote it over Zoom. I was going through this thing with this guy I was dating at the time, and he liked to play with my emotions, and it was very back and forth. And he came around when it was convenient, and I was just feeling very down about the whole thing. And she said, "Well, let's write a song about it." <laughs> this one's called Boomerang. I don't miss you, but I miss you so bad. I don't want to, but. I'm
name is Lexi James, and she joined us on November 14th all the way from York, Maine, talking about her music and playing some songs live in studio. And that's also available as a podcast up on the Almost Famous page at 95.9WATD.com. I'm John Shea. Tonight, this is the year in review, taking a look back at this past year. Some great in-studio performances and interview moments on the tiny stage. And right now, we go back to September 13th, when we were joined in studio by a brand new singer-songwriter to the South Shore community. My name is Anna DeLeung. I'm 22 years old. My debut album will be coming out next April. I hope that you guys enjoy it and... I appreciate everyone who has been along the journey so far. You guys have literally changed my life. I love you all. In addition to music, you're involved in some other projects. Yeah. For my other job, I am a brand ambassador for Randolph USA. They are a local sunglass company, and they also make frames for the U.S. military and some of the presidents. So they're super, super awesome. They asked me to be a brand ambassador through the agency that I'm signed with, Maggie Inc., and they're great. I've been wearing their frames ever since. They're super helpful in my singing journey as well. They just wrote an article on me. If you Google Anna Daly Young, my article with Randolph USA will pop up. Something I love about musicians that are also involved in other forms of art is how they influence each other. How does your modeling influence your music and how does your music influence your modeling? Great, great question. I meet so many amazing photographers and other creatives through modeling. My careers really mirror each other because my face is getting out there through one job and my voice is getting out there. So you're going to see the shadows and echoes of me wherever you go. Well, let's hear some of your music. What are we starting off the night with? So we're going to start off with the first song that I ever wrote. This song was kind of a Frankenstein piece. I kind of just took lyrics that I've had in my notebook and in my head for a long time, and I just kind of pieced it all into a song, and I was able to kind of gain some confidence from this song because it was just my first piece of art. So I was able to kind of say, okay, I can do this. I'm a songwriter. Until I wrote Fall, I kind of had this idea, like, maybe I can only write poems. So this really solidified that for me. So be honest, was that the first song you ever wrote or the first good song you ever wrote? (laughs) So I would say it's definitely the first polished, like, yes, good song that makes sense. Before then, I would just write random things in my notebook that didn't exactly piece together perfectly. I like this melody, I like this tune, I like the idea of me and you.
her name. She joined us on the tiny stage back on September 13th of this year. Anna's in the process right now of recording her debut album and that should be out at some point in 2023. Recording that album here on the South Shore with Sean McLaughlin over at 37 Foot Productions. Speaking of which, Sean actually recorded the debut album for this next artist to close out our number one of the Almost Famous Best of 22. She's another South Shore artist who joined us on the tiny stage back on August 16th of this year. Hey everyone, I'm Valerie Barreto. I am a local singer-songwriter. I have an album coming out. Very excited about that. It's a country album titled Hurt and Healing. You can check me out beforehand, ValerieBarrettoMusic.com, Valerie Barreto Music on all forms of social media, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, etc. So let's go back to the early years of Valerie Barreto. When did music become a part of your life? Music has always been a part of my life. I grew up doing theater and recitals all through middle school, high school, even elementary school. I would do drama and then as I got older, I started taking voice lessons and then throughout high school and college, I did chorus In college, I studied classical vocal performance, so I have a degree in voice. Music has always been a part of my life. And as far as professionally, I started gigging after college. And then I had a little bit of a hiatus in between life, jobs, relationships. (laughs) You get distracted and then COVID hit and... It kind of took that distraction away from everybody. And I feel like a lot of people, myself included, were taken back to their roots of like, hey, like, what makes me happy in this life? And this was where I ended up. And I started writing again. I started recording and I started gigging again. And it's just been full speed ahead since then. Let's listen to more of your songs. What's next on your set list tonight? This is kind of like the tail end of the album. You've gone through the heartbreak and you've gone through the learning and the growth and the everything and you're more sure of yourself and you're kind of branching out again and you kind of find yourself crushing a bit again and it's working out, which is a a shock. (laughs) This is just a song about a crush and it's really cute. It's actually one of my favorites. I enjoy it and it's fun. It's upbeat and it's called Me and You. It's 3 a.m. on my phone. It's funny how we never when I saw you that night a few months ago It's 2 a.m. you're next to me 
In my bed I watch you breathe It's still so strange to think Yeah, I just can't believe That it's me you're kissing me You're missing me that gets your good night Yeah, it's you I'm loving you I'm hugging all through the night Love has a way of working out One of these days we'll figure it out But until then This right here is where I wanna be Wrapped up in you all night long You're like a dream, you're like a song Now here we are, my best friend Wishing these nights will never end Hoping that you'll say to me That you just Marshfield, WBMS Brockton. This is the South Shores Radio Station, 95.9 FM WATD. Streaming online at 95.9WATD.com and with your smart speaker just by saying play WATD. Time now for Almost Famous. Featuring local music and independent musicians from the South Shore, Boston, and New England. On 95.9 WATD. Welcome to our number two tonight of Almost Famous 95.9 WATD. As we take a look back at the year 2022 in our annual year in review show. As we close out this year 
and welcome in 2023. There have been some fantastic moments on the almost famous tiny stage this year. Obviously, we can't get to all of them, so these are some of my personal favorite ones. And of course, you can find all of the Almost Famous 2022 interviews and Tiny Stage performances archived on the Almost Famous podcast. You can find that by searching Almost Famous WATD wherever podcasts are found or head over to almostfamousradio.com. And by the way, if you're a local band or musician with original music you'd like to hear on the radio during one of our regular shows, you can submit your music and find the contact information on the Almost Famous page at 95.9 WATD. Speaking of which, some great shows to kick off the new year. Our guest for next Tuesday will be singer, songwriter, and guitarist Cody Nielsen. Amber Ace will be the week after that. Chase Stebbins will be in studio. Kyle Morrison as well, all lined up for the first few weeks of 2023. So keep listening. You'll hear some great local musicians here with us here on the South Shores radio station. Right now, we continue with music from a Plymouth-based band who's only been together for about a year. They performed on the WATD Tiny Stage very early in their career and then went on to be nominated for New Act of the Year in the New England Music Awards and even opened up their award show back in the fall at Six Strings in Foxborough. Tonight, on the Tiny Stage, we're being joined by Total Strangers. How are you guys doing? Good. 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 So who wants to give an introduction of the band? Who do we have in studio tonight? My name is Mal Faye. I'm a singer. <laughs> no way. <laughs> My brother Pat Faye, he's a guitarist and lead vocalist. Brennan Dillon plays the drums. Chris Heine plays the bass. And Ben Bass plays lead guitar. So talk about how you all came together. How did you guys all meet? Mal and I played as an acoustic duo for years now. And then we got a residency at our friend's place downtown in Plymouth New World Tavern every Thursday. And... It started as our acoustic duo every Thursday and slowly grew into this. Well, I mean, you guys have known each other for most of your lives <laughs> as your siblings. As well. <laughs> now, you're also in a family band, right? Yes. Talk about that. Pat can do that better. <laughs> we got the Faye band as well. Our dad, Tom Faye, T-Bird. He's been playing for longer than we've been alive, that's for sure. <laughs> And our brother Chris, he plays in it as well. Paul Moyer and Mal sits in with us a lot. That's the Faye band. And then our older brother Zach, he's in third left. So a bit of a musical That's amazing. Wow. Very cool. Yeah, we have fun. When I hear people talk about Total Strangers or even the Faye band, the comment I hear the most is how tight your harmonies are. How important are harmonies in the band and, and in the structure of your music? I think it's hugely important. I think it gives us our core sound. Harmonies come pretty natural for Pat and I just because I suppose it's in our blood to be singing together. And I think that's how people can kind of hear our sound and how it differs from other bands as we kind of have that fun harmony going on. Let's do another song. What are we listening to next? The next song is Itty Bitty Lovin'. Who wants to talk about that song? How did that one happen? I'll talk about that one. <laughs> I don't know. That was just a random riff that we came up with at New World one night and we just kind of jammed it out as like the beginning of the night warm up jam. I took it home for a couple nights and kind of wrote some other riffs around it and put it into a song and threw it at the guys again. (laughs) You love me Yeah, you love me real good. You say you love me like only you could You gotta get down with me baby, so we both understood. And then you love me, well then you love me real good 
when I'd always thought you'd leave. But you're sticking with me, honey. Oh, and darling, don't you wonder how much you mean to me? 'Cause you're giving me this loving, and I just can't hardly see why you're always giving me itty bitty loving. With all of my love, and when I'm with you, and push comes to shove, you gotta get on with me, baby, so I can see where you're coming from. But since I'm with you, well, I will give you all my love. Ain't it something, baby? When I'd always thought you'd leave. But you're sticking with me, honey. Oh, and darling, don't you wonder how much you mean to me? 'Cause you're giving me this loving, and I just can't hardly see. I can make you come on over all the mountains in the sea. Oh, and tell me that you want me. Oh, tell me what you need, and I'll show you some, and I'll give you some. Itty bitty loving, give me some. Itty bitty loving, give me some. Give me that loving, give me some. Itty bitty loving. You're giving me this loving, and I just can't hardly see. I can make you come on over all the mountains in the sea. Oh, and tell me that you want me. Oh, tell me what you need, and I'll give you some, and I'll show you some itty bitty loving. My name is Andrew Chiano. I am a Boston-based singer-songwriter. 
You can catch me all throughout New England. And share with us your website and any social media pages you have out there, too. Absolutely. So my website is andrewgianomusic.com. Giano is, of course, spelled G-E-A-N-O. When did you gain the confidence to start playing not just music, but your original music in front of people? This is a cool story. So I've done a few open mics. In, like I did one in high school, which is actually a really big moment for me. That was the first time I played an original song. I think it was called Changing Me. I don't even remember how to play it. it. It probably wasn't good by my standards today. But people really liked it and sort of gave me an identity in high school. So that was the very first time I played an original song was in high school. But I kind of let it go while I was in college. I was more concerned doing very unproductive and unhealthy things in college than when I started taking it seriously. Basically, when I started my journey where I am now, I went to what I would eventually become the host of, the open mic Smoking Joe's in Brighton, Massachusetts, and had this beat-up guitar. It survived all four years of my college years, so of course it was just in terrible shape. It didn't plug in. It was bad, and I tried playing a song that, again, I don't even remember what it was. And I felt so dejected because it clearly didn't go well. I wasn't singing on key. My guitar was on a tune. It was going in and out. And I thought that was it. I thought it just went so bad. I was dejected. I'm like, well, I'm never going to do this again. And as I go to the bar to get a beer, the bartender hands me a beer. And she says, this couple over there just purchased that for you. I'm like, oh, my God, really? So I went up to the couple. I said, thank you. And the couple was like, you just want to let you know that we loved it. It just takes so much gut to play original music. And... That was amazing. That was just such a beautiful moment because I don't think I would have the confidence otherwise to have come back and started plugging away at my own original music and exposing myself and being vulnerable had it not been for that one moment of kindness. So ever since then, it's just been not smooth sailing, but it's certainly been, you know, never looking back after that. What are we going to listen to next? So this song I actually recorded on my own with my band, socially distanced during the pandemic. We all did our parts away from each other. And I gave the raw tracks to my friend Terrence, who mixed it all together and mastered it. And it was a sort of homemade project that was really fun to do during COVID. So this is called Wanna Be Right.
That's Andrew Giano. He performed on the WATD Tiny Stage back on January 18th and later on that year was nominated in the category of Male Performer of the Year at the 2022 New England Music Awards. Right now, we head to the state of Connecticut. We are all across New England, of course, and joined in studio back on October 11th by singer-songwriter Kayla Farnham, who just recently added a new title to her role. She was actually supposed to join us way back in 2020 in studio, but COVID kind of got in the way of that. Yeah, last time we chatted, I had just come out with my new album, Your Spirit is a Work of Art. I had planned to go out and take it on tour, and then the pandemic hit, so I wound up releasing it just so I could put something good into the world (laughs) while the world was falling apart. But since then, things are getting back to normal, and I've been blessed to be playing out a ton this summer. I was just announced as the Connecticut State Troubadour. I saw that. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah, so I'm super excited about that. I have a lot of awesome opportunities and plans coming up with that role. What does that mean exactly? So... The way I describe Connecticut State Troubadour is it's similar to a poet laureate, which is perhaps a more common position, but it goes back to medieval times where the troubadour was the minstrel that would travel around the kingdom and sing the news of the kingdom. So we're trying to kind of resurrect that tradition with the troubadour role, and I'll be writing and singing songs that are all based off of Connecticut events and history as well as bringing a bit of a social work role to it and drawing from my background. I've worked in recovery homes and worked with at-risk youth, children with alternate learning styles. So I'd like to take that work and expand out into the state with it. It sounds like they couldn't be a more perfect title for that person than you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) To fill that role. That's amazing. How do you think your songwriting has evolved from those early years up until what we're hearing present day? That's a good question. I mean, I think I'm always trying to learn new things. So I've definitely grown in in different directions from where I started. When I first started writing, I was only playing piano. I didn't play guitar or Celtic harp. There was a lot of influence from my background as a classical pianist and a, a theater accompanist. So I think those classical and theatrical roots came out in my earlier music. Over time, I've gravitated more to my folk roots, which comes from my family. My mom and my dad both played in a folk duo together, and they were very inspired by the 60s and 70s folk revival, big fans of Bob Dylan and Joni Mitchell. So I've gravitated more to those roots recently, and I've really embraced kind of simplifying the musical side of my art, but focusing more on the storytelling. So learning from your parents and their folk roots, from your classical piano background, how did you find your voice? In a way, I think I'm still finding my voice. I have such a broad range of influences, thanks to my family and my education. So it's kind of been a question of finding what resonates most with me between all of the places that have inspired me. So between the classical music and and the Broadway and, and the folk music, I'm just trying to find what really grabs my heart because I think that's where I'm going to find the best that I can offer to the world. Let's keep going with your music. What are we listening to next? So this next song is off of my most recent album, Your Spirit is a Work of Art. We were just talking about the process of finding your voice. 
And this is a song that I wrote in the process of finding my voice while I was at a retreat, a songwriting intensive out in Chicago with the Johnny Mercer Foundation. And while I was out there, I was working with some amazing songwriters that work in Billboard Top 40 songwriting worlds and Broadway. And it was just a little bit nerve wracking. It was my first time doing something like that. So I was kind of caught up in the nerves this one particular day and literally having a hard time finding my voice to sing. And so I I went outside and sat by the water and wrote this song kind of as a, a meditation to will myself into finding my voice called Little Swallow. Breathe slow.
Almost Famous. Don't miss an episode. Check out the podcast at almostfamousradio.com. My name is Zola Simone. I am 18, about to be 19. I'm a singer-songwriter from the greater Boston area. And you've also been very busy in the studio, an album that came out last year. What's out there for music from you? Well, my music is available on all streaming platforms. My most recent album is called Now You See Me. It's 12 songs. So being a teenager in the Boston music community, what is that like for you? My first experience with the Boston music scene where I was part of the community, I was about 12 years old and I participated in this program called B4 Records, which was a collaboration between the record company and Teen Empowerment, which is a youth organization in Roxbury. They did a collaboration where they brought in young artists who didn't necessarily have the means of recording and gave them an amazing studio and mentors and we got to collaborate with each other record the songs put them out and then we also performed at the paramount theater for teen empowerment's annual peace conference that was the first time that i felt like i was a part of something like i felt like i was a part of the community and it was my first introduction to the Boston music scene, I remember walking into the record company and they have two big posters of Michael Christmas, who's a local rapper. He's great. And Dutch Rebel, who's also a local rapper. And now, many years later, I have a song with her on my album, which is like an amazing full circle moment. And I didn't even click until I was like thinking about it. I was like, wow, like she was one of the first faces that I saw from the Boston music scene when I first walked in there. Let's do some more of your music. What are we listening to next? This first song is called Old Soul. I wrote it about how a lot of people in my generation and a lot of people in the world really like the image and the label of being a misfit. When you are a misfit and a rebel, like from experience, it's not all what it's made up to be, you know? What most people value is the image and the surface level sort of thing but to have experience in years of being an outcast and experiencing the hardship that came with that people don't want the baggage and everything else that comes with it we have zola simone joining us tonight on the tiny stage i'm an old soul call me bold bust through the front door because that's the only way you know they want to Tough talk, but never 
Simone, who joined us on the tiny stage back on March 8th of 2022, not too long after she was recognized by the Boston Music Awards as one of the youngest artists to ever be nominated at the end of 2021. I'm John Shea, and tonight we're taking a look back at the year 2022 on the almost famous tiny stage. So many great performances and interview moments. You can find all of them on the Almost Famous podcast page by searching Almost Famous WATD on your favorite podcast app or head over to almostfamousradio.com. We have to take a very quick break. More in-studio performances from the 2022 Tiny Stage are on the way right here at 95.9 WATD, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. And now, back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. Welcome back to the Almost Famous Tiny Stage, our best of 2022 show tonight. I'm John Shea. We're taking a look back at the year that was 2022 on the Almost Famous Tiny Stage. So many great interview moments and in-studio performances this year. Obviously, we can't get to all of them. So these are some of my personal favorites, and you can find all of the interviews from this past year and the past several years on the Almost Famous podcast page over at almostfamousradio.com. Or search Almost Famous WATD on your favorite podcast app. Right now we go back to March 22nd when we were joined in studio by another brand new act to the South Shore community. My name is Bert Swart. I'm 21. I'm from Citroën, Massachusetts. 
I'm just super grateful to be here. Super happy to just share music with you guys. Up next, we have your song, Hard Day. Before you play it for us, talk about what it's about. I lost one of my really close friends who I went to college with in like the middle of the pandemic, which was really heavy. But I kind of wrote this one just to not only console myself, but just like say something to those people who I, I wanted to have contact with, but I couldn't actually have contact with. So this is my song that's like, if I could, you know, like, hey, I love you, I care about you. And hopefully this song just makes you think what I think. And it's just like, love everybody while they're here, love your family, love your friends. And you know what, maybe you'll see them again and smile at them one day. And uh, that's all it's about, just being positive, you know? When you're singing an emotional song like that in front of people, how do you manage to get through it? Getting through any song that means something to me or to somebody else, getting through it is literally just saying, I, I can do this. You know, it's like, it's my little, not a power trip, but my little confidence booster. If I get through that, you know what? Everything's good. I can handle anything. When I started writing songs that made me cry by the end of it and I could hardly even get through it, that's when I realized, like, all right, I can share this with people because it's not going to ruin anybody's day, but it might, might actually heal them like it heals me. It's been a hard day in so many ways It's waking up and you feel like giving in It's waking up and you feel like giving in and I don't know what's going on People say there's something wrong Wash away all your troubles day by day Saying maybe someday we'll find a way Hard day in so many ways. Waking up and you feel like giving in. Just waking up and you feel like giving in. Pushing greed before your mother's worth. I don't know what the hell is worse. Wishing I could find something real. Knowing that we all need a little time to heal Knowing that we all need a little time to heal On a hard day If the sun still shines I know every little thing is gonna be just fine Yes, every little thing is gonna ease my mind On a hard day It's been a hard day In every way I'm waking up and I feel like giving in Waking up And I feel like giving in But I know On a hard day If that sun still shines Well, every little thing Is gonna be just fine On a hard day If the sun still shines I'm saying everything is my worry, my It's just 
gonna take a little bit of time on a hard day. Follow Almost Famous on Facebook and Instagram at Almost Famous Radio. My name is Charlotte Sands. I currently live in Nashville, Tennessee, and I am a songwriter and a pop rock alternative artist. I never know how to explain that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm so stoked to be here. I grew up in Massachusetts, so this is an honor for me. Nashville yeah. has always been known as a mecca for country music, but it has a really strong pop community as well. Talk about your transition to Nashville. So when I was growing up in Massachusetts, my parents put me on to Bonnie Raitt and Cheryl Crow and Grace Potter and all these like incredible singer songwriter women who were like just storytellers. I would look at the back of their album covers and so many of them were recorded in Nashville. And I was like, what is this place that all these people are going to? So I originally moved there right after high school because the songwriting side of everything was the most interesting to me and it felt like the most attainable. I was like, I can move there and I just have to get in the room and I can prove that I can do this thing and I'll just keep doing that over and over. It was definitely a weird transition because there was so much country music, especially when I moved there in 2014. But at the same time, it's like those songs and country music and those songwriters that write that music were elite in my mind because they truly just care so much about the quality of the song over everything and that's always been so important to me so i loved it i love being there so how does the pop community in nashville coexist with the country community out there personally think that right now like country music and pop music are kind of closer than they've ever been together a lot of country songs right now could be on pop radio and a lot of pop songs have very similar like melodies and chords to country music There's a lot of pop writers in country sessions and country writers in pop sessions, and it's really fun. It's a really cool community, and everyone's just very supportive, and it's exciting. How important is a a strong chorus or a strong hook in your songwriting? That's kind of everything. I love the fact that the chorus is like the most dramatic part, and everything is just kind of pointing towards that. And also, like, live, I feel like it's always just, like, this ramp, and you're just, like, going up this ramp, and then you finally get to the top, and then you have to go back down and kind of create this tension and then build this tension back up, and I love, like, experimenting with that kind of stuff. Let's do more of your songs. What do you want to play next? Let's do Keep Me Up All Night. It's one of my favorites. I don't think I've slept in a month. I don't want to dream it's too much. Playing in my head like a bitch. Myself, guess she's gone. Crying used to help, now it feels wrong. I'm drowning here alone, yeah, go figure. Cause I finally thought that I found you, but you were wasting my time. I'm over here dying without you, it's fine. But.
There's a soundtrack of my summer Do you know you're unlike any other? You keep me up all night Charlotte Sands is her name from Hopkinton, Massachusetts. She joined us via Zoom on the almost famous tiny stage way back on February 22nd. 22 was a massive year for Charlotte Sands. So many great performances for her this past summer, including a stop here in the Boston area when she performed at the Boston Calling Music Festival. I'm John Shea, and this is the best of 2022 tonight, taking a look back at some favorite moments that happened on the almost famous tiny stage, some interview moments, some in-studio moments, and you can find all of these and more available on the Almost Famous podcast page simply by searching Almost Famous WATD on your favorite podcast app or head over to almostfamousradio.com. Give me a follow tonight on Facebook and Instagram too at Almost Famous Radio. And if you're a local musician with original music you'd like to hear on the radio, you can find all the contact information on the Almost Famous page over at 959WATD.com. Right now from May 31st, we were joined in studio by a Providence, Rhode Island-based singer-songwriter who is gearing up to be one of the very first performers for the 2022 season of Bridgewater Music Alley. Avi Jacob on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. As a full-time musician, what obstacles have been or are continuously thrown in your way, and how do you get around them? Uh, I think a lot of the obstacles that have been thrown in my way have been self-induced. I've had every advantage growing up, I think, in a lot of ways. I have a tendency to just go right into therapy. Yes, certainly there's a lot of emotional things that I've been through that I wouldn't sort of specifically name, but for me, I would say growing up, I felt that the world was a mean place and a hard place and that living is a struggle. And that sort of lesson from childhood has stuck with me. You mentioned therapy just a a few moments ago, and I've had many musicians on this show who say that they're able to write songs about subjects that they don't feel comfortable talking about. Do you find that to be the same in your life? I think you probably have noticed that I do not have a challenge expressing how I feel and talking about really deep emotional things to strangers. So I think when I was younger especially, they were helpful to express things that I didn't feel comfortable expressing. And as I've gotten older, I feel more comfortable expressing things, but... I'm sure that I'll be mortified after this and feel like I said a lot of things I should have said. So You're I, doing still, great, man. I have doubts and, and all that sort of thing. But music is, yeah, something I need and something I will always do. But it is my therapy in terms of getting out things that I don't even subconscious. So I can go to like actual therapy and find it very unuseful to talk about things for an hour that I'm conscious of because the real problems are things that I'm not conscious of. And, and music certainly helps illuminate those things. 
Well, let's hear some more music, Avi. What are we listening to next? Uh, this is a song I wrote when I was putting my son to bed, and it's called Pickup Truck. And it's a song I wrote for my father. And people often ask me, is this song true? Or is it some sort of fantasy? But it is true, uh, you know, uh, obviously artistic uh, license, but it's, uh, it is, it's about my father's. Well, I don't know what I had going through my mind When I covered up that wooden box with dirt For anyone that knows me well Sure enough, easily tell that I don't think twice on those that I hurt. But oh, dear father, even sold your pickup truck when I was down on my luck. And how did I repay? Left you down to die in Tennessee Now I'm trying to understand Is this a fall you make? How can I be forgiven for what I've done? Sincerely your disgrace of an only son and There's a saying that goes To keep your enemies close Oh, but won't they leave your loved ones astray? Cause on the day I heard he died In my own bedroom I lied With my enemy asleep two feet away And oh, dear father Even sold your pickup truck When I was down on my I left you down to die in Tennessee Now I'm trying to understand Is a fall you make? How can I be forgiven for what I've done? Sincerely your disgrace of an only son Famous with John Shea on 95.9 WATD. 
My name is Molly O'Leary, singer-songwriter from New Bedford, Massachusetts, playing in the area, you know, and trying especially to play original music. Also a school adjustment counselor at an elementary school in New Bedford, and also a yoga teacher. And I also said before, I'm a cat lover, so that was my, my spiel. Your website and your socials, share those. My website is mollyolearymusic.com, and then on socials, like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, is also Molly O'Leary Music. And Holding Space, that came out when, 2021? Yes, October of 2021. It's on all the streaming services, Spotify or Apple Music, whatever people use, YouTube. Um, And I also have hard copies in case people are old school. They can order it on my website. Mental health has been magnified over the last several years, especially with the COVID lockdowns and all that. And it's a fine line because many... Other generations don't really understand or even accept a lot of mental health conditions that are happening lately. And I've seen this happen with many shows. I've seen this happen at one of your shows, actually. How do you relay that message to an audience that might not understand it? Yeah, it can be definitely challenging. I think having the conversations are really important. And with someone like you, I'm very grateful to have this interview and to have you really listen and and ask questions in a therapeutic like safe (laughs) comfortable way and I know sometimes people just like don't know how to have the conversations or aren't aware of what's going on so it can get awkward sometimes I think I know that it can get there and I feel in a place in my recovery and in my life where I'm just kind of prepared for that and I have my tools personally ready like I have two different therapists one for more like general mental health one for my eating disorder recovery and I have all of my tools and things that I use for myself in case I need that. And so I feel in a place where I I can, I guess, risk the things that might trigger me or not go well because I see the conversations like this one we're having right now. They're super rewarding and they make that worth it, if that answers the question. It does. (laughs) And and you have one of the biggest tools that anybody could have, and that's a voice. Speaking of which, let's do more of your songs. What are we listening to next? This next song is called Go Rogue. I feel like it was like in the middle of writing the album and I remember feeling relieved that I finally had a happy song (laughs) for the album because a lot of the songs were were pretty heavy and I feel like it came from a lot of reflection of feeling grateful for my friends and my family and my aunt who I'm the healthcare proxy for had gone into a nursing home with a dementia diagnosis and that was difficult to deal with but it also made me realize that life is short and made me grateful for a lot of things as well and that realization that life is short made me write the song and want for my loved ones to let them know that I love them and I care about them I've been walking this road for some time a quarter of a century I've been learning lessons of my Go rogue. Mm-hmm. 
from New Bedford. She joined us in studio on the tiny stage back on August 9th. I'm John Shea. Thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight and reliving some great tiny stage moments from the past year. There are some great shows already lined up for 2023, including Cody Nielsen, Kyle Morrison, Amber Ace, Chase Debbins, and a whole lot more. Every Tuesday night, 8 till 10, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. Have a great New Year's Eve Happy 2023, and I leave you right now with the Smithfield, Rhode Island artist who just won Pop Act of the Year at the 2022 New England Music Awards. Yes, so my name is Lainey Dione. I am an indie pop singer-songwriter from Rhode Island, not too far away. Little roadie, give a shout out, you know. (laughs) And uh, I released an album 
is called Self-Titled, has 12 songs on it, and I've just been pushing along ever since. We have three singles out this year and more coming along. Fantastic. What's your website if people want to follow along with you tonight? Yes, so it's laneydione.com, L-A-I-N-E-Y-D-I-O-N-N-E. You mentioned earlier about writing for movies and TV. It's a term known as sync. Talk about how that works with you. So they either send you a brief concept of what the scene will be, or you just kind of write to write. You just got to think generally what people would be going through in a certain scene and, and write to that. And hopefully your song gets placed. There's no rhyme or reason to it, but it is a lot of fun because you get to put yourself into different characters' point of views. How did you fall into that type of writing? I just met people that were already in the industry and they liked my voice and it just kind of went on a roll from there. Since then, I've been signed to seven different sync deals. So it's just been rolling and rolling and rolling and I'm loving it. Now, the songs that you write for movies and TV, are they songs that you're allowed to release to? It depends on the sync deal, actually, but a couple of them are going to be on the next album. So you'll be hearing them. What are we listening to next? Yeah, so up next is I Love You to Death. This is the acoustic version, but there is the original album version as well as a tropical remix out on Spotify. So. I love that. Yeah. Talk about that song. That song you played the last time you were here, but remind us again on, on how it happened. Yeah, so I Love You to Death is about having your blinders on to somebody who's just terrible for you. You're loving them literally to your death. Like, they are not good. <laughs> so all of the lyrics on that are different ways that people can you know, kill you. But you love them because you don't realize it. And I think a lot of women or people in general just kind of get caught up in toxic relationships where they don't realize what's actually happening. So I wrote that song from that point of view. And I mean, people seem to like it. It has over 100,000 streams on Spotify right now. So I'm, I'm feeling it. <laughs> and I understand too that one of those streams may have come from Selena Gomez. Yeah. So I wasn't allowed to release it. Oh, bringing this up, John. I wasn't allowed to release it for a while because uh, Selena was thinking about buying it off me, but uh, it fell through and I released it and I'm, I'm proud to have it, you know? <laughs> Your touch pulls me underwater. And I don't mind it going down, down. I don't mind it if I drown, drown. Your body kills me. Maybe I'm overdosing. Don't want to think about it right now. Sinking deep into your eyes now Holding you closer, I lose you If it's the last thing I do I just want you to know that it's true, it's true I love you, I love you to death Love you to death, I love you to death You're pushing me over the edge You're taking the breath right out of my chest Shot me in the heart And I didn't know I wasn't bulletproof But I can't help it I love you, I love you to death I love you, I love you even if you're the death of me You make the sky blush Red like fire Burning fever when you touch my lips Only want you cause you're dangerous Wrap me in your arms Constrict me, suffocate me Might be turning to the color blue But you're always such a perfect view Love you, I love you to death Love you to death, I love you to death Shift me over the edge You're taking the breath But out of the chest Shot me in the heart And I didn't know I wasn't bulletproof But I can't help it I, I love you, I love you to death I love you, I love you even Even if you're the death of me Till death do us part 